Well, good morning and welcome to everyone who is in the house here at Gateway or in your own house if you're watching online. We're here today, the, uh, the third time that we have uh, been back at church since um, we've been able to reopen again. And last week we begun a brand new message series that we're going to continue over July and August for our summer Sundays. And we've called this message series simply because, you know, I truly believe that someone who is a good teacher or a good coach or a good mentor or a good explainer is someone who is able to take something very complicated and simplify it and explain it in a simple manner. Do you know, it is not a sign of great spiritual maturity if you're able to quote lots of big theological terms. That may mean you understand them or it may mean you don't understand them. What is a sign of true faith and true spiritual maturity is when you understand what God has done in your life, but you understand it in terms and concepts that are so simple that it brings absolute clarity. It is clear. You are clear who God is, what God has done, what God is calling you to do, what you believe. It's clear because it's simple. And today we're going to look at our new identity in Christ. We're calling this simply identity, your identity in Christ. Because, you know, it's not just your identity in anything else, it's specifically your identity in Christ. And it's not your old identity, it's your new identity. Because when you come to faith in Christ, you are given a brand new identity. So, let's start off by looking at the verse we looked at last week, the verse that we started this whole thing off with, the verse that tells us that simplicity is actually a good thing. So, the Apostle Paul was writing to the Christians in the city of Corinth in, in Greece, and he says this to them, I promised you as a pure bride to one husband to Christ, but I fear that as the serpent in his craftiness deceived Eve, that your minds and thoughts might be led away from the simplicity of a pure devotion to Christ. The goal of our faith is not that it becomes more and more complex and that our minds and our thoughts get clogged up with more and more ideas until we're so bamboozled with it all that we don't know whether we're coming or going. The goal of our faith is that everything in our life is dedicated to Christ in absolute purity and simplicity. So, like, if this was a, if this was a, a a class teaching theology. I could teach you a whole lot of theological um, ideas, and that might be good, and it might help you. 
But the most important thing that anybody could do to help you is not to give you all these theological concepts and ideas, but to be, make sure that your life is devoted very simply to Christ. I am a follower of Christ. My life belongs to Christ. I might understand some things, I might misunderstand some other things, and I might have no clue about other things. But at the end of the day, my life is devoted to Christ regardless of where I am on my journey of faith. Now, I've called this simply identity because we're looking at our new identity in Christ. And this is 2 Corinthians 3, where he says that we need to have a simple and pure devotion to Christ. But just a couple of chapters later, he tells us why. Let's look at this next verse. 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says, if anyone belongs to Christ, he has become a new person, a brand new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this, this whole new life, is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. A anyone who belongs to Christ, anyone who believes in Christ, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation, is a new person, is a brand new being. And so sometimes what we think of is, we think of, here's my life, this is my life, I am traveling through life, and then I hear about Jesus, then I hear the gospel, and I think, well, I could do with having my sins forgiven. I could do with having peace with God. I would like the assurance of eternal life. So I will put my faith in Christ. And how we often imagine it is that we were going, we were going along our life's journey. At some point, we adopted Christianity and continued along our life journey. Now we've got something that we didn't used to have. But that's not what it's saying here. What it's saying here is, I was walking along my journey of life. I heard the gospel and believed it <coughs> and died. And then I was resurrected, not as the same person, but as a brand new person. I am not the same person who has now adopted Christianity. I'm not the same person. The old person is dead. Many, many years ago, I heard a pastor tell a story. When he was a teenager, around 14 or 15, he had a very, an incurable disease. He was very ill. He was on his deathbed waiting to die. He actually did die. His heart stopped and so on. Uh, he was resuscitated. But when he died, he had a, a near-death experience, an out-of-body experience. And at that point, he realized that, that he was lost, that he was a sinner, that he needed a savior, that he was a million miles away from God. And when he was resuscitated and came to himself, he asked for a Bible and he began to read the Bible. And he prayed and put his faith in Christ and was, and was changed, became a Christian, was born again and continued to read his Bible. And a few months later, he was actually miraculously healed on that bed. But he'd been in the bed for a year so his friends hadn't seen him. So the first time he's out the house after being healed, he meets one of his teenage friends. 
And this guy says to him, oh, it's great to see you. I haven't seen you for so long. And, and, in it, and then he starts to reminisce. And he said to him, do you remember that time we picked the lock in that old factory one night? And we broke into the factory in the middle of the night. And the preacher guy said, no, no, I never did that. He said, do you know, I remember that time we did such and such. And it was all bad stuff that they, they had been up to no good. And he says, no, I never did that. And he said, what are you talking about? You never did that. He's, and he said, the person you're talking about died. The boy that did those things died. And he said, you never died. You're right. I know you nearly died, but you got better. He said, no, no, you don't understand. I am a new creation in Christ. The person who did those things is dead, and I have been reborn as a brand new person. And he says his friend looked at him and shook his head and said, I think you went crazy when you were ill and just walked away and left him. He said, but I knew it was so real to me. I hadn't just had my sins pardoned. I had been made a brand new person. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. When I became a Christian, I was uh, there was someone that was sharing the gospel with me. He was a pastor. He had taken me to church on Sunday on two or three occasions, and he had also taken me to like a midweek kind of house church type of thing on two or three occasions as well. And I had, like, I had experienced things at these meetings. I had heard people sharing their testimony about how their, their life had been changed by coming to Christ. I had heard people singing in tongues, and I'd listened to prophecies and uh, saw people being prayed over for healing, and I felt the atmosphere change, and I thought, this stuff's all real, but, but like, I don't want to become a religious fanatic or anything like that. You know, I, I, I kind of want to resist this. And then one night, I couldn't resist it any longer, because just like we sang during the worship time, when God is on your case, there's no darkness He won't light up. There's no mountain He won't climb up. There's no wall He won't tear down, lie He won't kick down. He will get, when God is after you, when, when the love of God is pursuing you, you know, there's a, the book, Psalm 23 says, surely goodness and loving kindness will pursue me. Like you're trying to run away from them, and you look over your shoulder, and God's love is pursuing you. And eventually, I was taken one night to this house church meeting, and they worshiped, and then a, a guy did a Bible study, and then at the end, he said, does anybody want to give their life to Christ? And I put my hand straight up. I had been there enough times to know this is the moment. And I put my hand up, and he said, I'm, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and it was in a living room. It was in someone's living room. And there was a fireplace there. I remember I knelt down in front of the fireplace with this guy there. And he said, just say this prayer with me. And I prayed. And I asked God to forgive my sins. And I said, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. Would he come into my life and save me and be my Lord and change me? And, and I stood up, and when I stood up, I knew I meant it, but like it was all, everybody was looking at me, and they were clapping, hallelujah, they were shouting, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. So, you know when you're nervous, you do silly things? I said this prayer, I said, in Jesus' name, amen, and pulled a cigarette out and lit it up in front of, right, right in the middle of the worship service, you know, I didn't know what to do, and everybody burst out laughing, they, they all thought it was funny. And then, a few months go by, 
And a few months later, I'm in a different place, and we're singing a worship song, an old worship song from back in those days. I exalt thee, I exalt thee, I exalt thee, O Lord. And all of a sudden, I'd never had this experience before. For the first time, as we're worshiping God, I had a vision, a spiritual vision. And it was like I was no longer in this room. I was back in that room a few months earlier where I had knelt and prayed and given my life to Christ. But in this vision, I was standing outside of myself like a spectator, watching myself. And I could see me kneeling down there in front of this fireplace. But in this vision, my body was transparent and I could see my spiritual condition inside. I could see my spirit, and it was like a shadow. It was like a gray, dark shadow inside, and it was kneeling, and I saw myself praying and giving my life to Christ. And in this vision, I saw a hand, just a hand. I knew it was Jesus' hand, though. Come and take me by the hand and stand me up. And in this vision, in the kneeling position, my old, dark, dead spirit was still kneeling there, and I had stepped right out of my old life, and I was standing with a blinding light shining out of me. You know, Jesus said, he, he said, I am the light of the world, but he also said to his followers, you are the lights of the world, because when the light of the world comes and enlightens you, you begin to shine with his light. And I saw that, and I realized that it wasn't just that my old spirit got washed clean. It was, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. All things have passed away, and everything has been made brand new. Church, think about your identity. Think about the fact that the world is full of people who do not even know who they are and are searching for their identity. Well, this is my identity, and that's my identity. You know, some people make the color of their skin their identity. But you know, one day your body will drop dead, and you'll come out of it, and you won't have any skin any longer. And you'll realize how transient and uh, unimportant your skin was. There's other people who make their identity who they're physically attracted to. Well, this is my sexual identity. Church, if you think your identity is what turns you on or what the sun does to your skin, you've missed the whole point. Your identity is not skin deep. It's not your hormones. It's something deep, deep, deep within you. You are a human being created in the image and likeness of God. You are the beloved of the creator of the universe. Don't make your identity some trivial, transient thing when at the core of your being, you've been made in the image and likeness of the creator. You know, that would be like me identifying with the Calvin Kleins I've got on under these trousers. Well, my name's Calvin Klein. I identify as Calvin Klein. Why? Well, I'm wearing a pair of Calvin Kleins. 
Yeah, but when you go home, you're going to take that pair of Calvin Klein's off and discard them. And when you die, you're going to, I don't know what your body's attracted to or what color the skin is, but it's like an old pair of Calvin Klein's. When you die, you're going to take your body off and it's going to be totally meaningless. And if you have built your identity on something that you're going to take off and be meaningless, who are you after that? No, you are created in the image and in the likeness of God. And so let's just have a look at some verses here in the Bible. Let's just put them up. Let's go to the next one. It says here, my old self died with Christ. Say that with me, church. Come on. My old self died with Christ. Now, we're now going to start using these phrases, with Christ, in Christ, I am in Christ, Christ is in me. What does all that mean? So just to get a picture of it, let's just have a look at this. Imagine this vase of water is Christ, okay? And imagine this little sponge here is you. Now, before I put that sponge in there, this is a brand new sponge. You know what they're like when they're brand new? They're hard. And in actual fact, they're not only hard, they're even rough. And you know, before we come to Christ, our hearts are hard like stone, the Bible says. God takes out the stony heart and puts a new spirit within us. But when, the, when I dipped this into the water, that is like me being placed in Christ. The sponge is in the water, and look, the water is in the sponge. I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. Now, if Christ died on the cross, and I am in Christ, then my old life died on the cross in Christ. If Christ was put in a tomb, my old life was put in a tomb. If Christ was dead and buried, my old life was dead and buried. And look, that's what it says in Galatians 2 and Romans 6. I have been crucified with Christ. My old self was crucified with him. We are united with him in his death and buried with him in baptism. So, the old life, the old problems, the old sins, the old issues, all of that, if you've put your faith in Jesus, then you are now in Christ, and Christ is in you, and everything that Christ has done, death, burial, and resurrection, you took part on it. Look, not only did your old life die, look at the next one. It says this, I have been raised to new life in Christ. Say that with me, church. I have been raised to new life in Christ. So, when Christ was raised, if I am in Christ and Christ is in me, I was raised with him. When he ascended to the Father, I ascended with him. When he sat down at the right hand of God in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers, if I am in Christ and Christ is in me, 
then I too am seated there. Look, Ephesians 2, Romans 6, Galatians 2. It says here, uh, God made us alive together with Christ. You were given new life in Christ, and we were raised up in Him, and have been made to sit with Him in heavenly places, far above all the powers of darkness. So, if my old life is completely gone, it's not just that my old life has been kind of patched up. If my old life is completely gone and I'm reborn with a brand new life and this new life is in Christ, I am in Christ and Christ is in me. I am living in the presence of God and the presence of God is living in me. What is my identity? Because it, like all human beings, I am created in the image and likeness of God, but this is like an upgrade. This is like another step forward. Let's have a look at some of these things. Here is my new identity in Christ. I'm going to tell you 15 things. Okay, here's the first three. I am a child of God. When I was born again, I was born into God's family. God became my father, and I became his child. So, if, if you ask me what my identity is, at the very core of my being, I am a child of God. Not only that, but the Bible says I am God's masterpiece, his work of art. It says, we are God's masterpiece. He recreated us anew in Christ. And the Bible says, I am chosen and God called me by name. So it's not like, so this is a, you need to understand this, Christianity is not adopting a religious view of things. Christianity is the living Christ changing your heart. And I am chosen. I am called by name. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Like God wasn't taken by surprise. It wasn't like, you know, you threw a fishing net and you wanted to catch salmon and you said, oh, Oh, there's, there's a pike in there as well. Oh, we'll just take that too. It wasn't like God threw the gospel net out and said, oh, we caught that one. Oh, we'll just take them as well then. That wasn't it at all. It was that God was on your case long before you ever gave your life to Christ. He's, he was calling your name. Let's read on. Let's see what else is our new identity. I am forgiven and made righteous in Christ, I am justified by faith in Christ. I am free from condemnation because the Bible says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Let's read on. The next one. I am more than a conqueror. So it's not like I've forgiven all your mess, but you'll never amount to anything. No, it's I've forgiven all your mess and I've made you strong and now I'm sending you out to accomplish things. I, the Bible says we are more than conquerors 
through Christ. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says that through Christ, I am redeemed from every curse. How do you talk about yourself? Oh, I've got this problems, and I've got bad genes, and I, get, I had a bad upbringing, and, and I've got, I just feel like I'm living under a curse, and oh, I fail all the time, and what, you want me to do that? I'll never achieve it. That's not your identity. That's who you were. That's your old dark, gray, shadowy, dead self. It's gone. You're now changed. You're more than a conqueror. Oh, I don't think I could do that. But Christ is in you, and Christ can give you strength, and you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Let's read on. Next one. It says this, I am the temple of God's Spirit. You know, that's the difference between Christianity and other religions. In lots of religions, people go to the temple. Here, we are the temple. God dwells in us. You are joined to the Lord, and you are one spirit with Him. The Bible says, if anyone joins himself to the Lord, he is one spirit with him. He is the vine, and you are the branches. You are connected to God. You know, if you ever wake up one day, and you think, oh, I don't feel too good. I can't feel God's presence. Maybe God has left me. He can't leave you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are joined to the Lord. You are one spirit with God. That's your identity. And let's read on last, my last three points. I am delivered from darkness. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ. Like, you're saying, oh, I just feel that, no, no, I mean, I know Jesus could conquer the devil and evil, but I'm sure I've got demons on my back all the time, and I'm sure that, oh, I'm struggling here on earth. Are you in Christ? Well, yeah, I'm in Christ. Well, well has Christ got demons and crawling over his back all the time? Is Christ struggling about here on earth trying to make ends meet? Or is Christ seated at the highest throne of all heaven? And if He is, if you are in Christ, where do you think you are? If you are in Christ and you are defeated, then that must mean Christ is defeated. But He's not defeated. He has overcome death, hell, and the grave, and He lives in us. You're seated in heavenly places far above all evil, far above everything. Here's my, my last verse. I want to just show you this verse, and then we're going to pray. Just have a think of this. Think of this imagery here. Think of your new identity, that you're a new person, that you're actually joined to the Lord, that he, He's with you. Now, look at this. I have been put to death with Christ on His cross so that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You know, this is translated from Greek, and in the original Greek, the word I is the word ego. 
Now, you think of the ego. The ego is really like the false self. It's a kind of, it's, it's not your true self deep, deep down inside, but it's kind of like the personality that you have constructed, the way you like to think of yourself, the way you like to portray yourself to other people. And it's a very selfish thing. It's I, 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 which is what ego means. I want this. I want that. I like you. I don't like you. It's all to do with I. You've constructed your whole life with the ego, with the I, with selfishness in charge of everything. But that person died on the cross, and you were raised to a new life, and your ego, your false self, your selfishness, all of that stuff no longer rules your life, but Christ lives in you. And the life that you now live, the new life that you're now living, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave Himself for you. I want you to think of your new identity and think of yourself this way. I am not the same person I used to be. I am a new person. I have a new identity. I have been reborn. I have been resurrected. I have been recreated. I'm no longer just some dry old sponge lying out there on my own uh, with no one to help me in life when and I'm not just some old sponge that believes that Jesus died on the cross, was buried in the tomb, was raised from the dead, ascended to the Father, and is seated on the throne. I don't just, I don't just believe that happened to Jesus. What happened was my old self died, and I became a new person that is joined to the Lord. I am in Him, and He is in me. You can't really separate the water from the sponge. It fills every part of it. And so everything that Christ did, I am now a new person in Him. Come on, church, stand together. We're going we're to say this prayer. I want you to do it at home as well. It's rather than a prayer, it's more we are going to take verses from the Bible that say who we are in Christ, and we're going to say them about ourselves now. So are you ready, church? Are you ready to begin to confess who you are in Christ? Right, let's go. Everyone say this. I am a child of God. I am God's masterpiece. I am chosen, forgiven, redeemed. I am born again, free from condemnation, redeemed from every curse, blessed with every blessing, and seated in heaven with Christ. In Jesus' name, I declare this week I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And all God's people shouted, Amen.